Hi, you guys. It's Mary. Welcome to this episode of Zen Lama and Everyday Gurus. Glad to have you here with me as I'm doing an episode on self-care because it feels like something we need to double down on right now as we're kind of in Vermont anyway. We've had like a little heightened explosion of um, people getting sick from this virus. And also, even if they're not, I feel like we're all a little worn down from the stress of this constant um, waves that we're riding of uncertainty around life and how it was and how it's emerging to be. And I just finished my untaming episodes with the four beautiful young souls in my life, these women that are embracing this time, but also getting real about honestly how important self-care is for them to be able to heal what needs to be healed from their journey thus far in life. We talked a lot about body image and just different issues that come up for us as we're trying to find our way, um, being led by a very yangy, busy, attention, hijacking, maybe worthiness event, hijacking world that we live in and that we're moving into. I, I'm excited about this, but I do think we're moving into a different age Um a different time period, a different level of consciousness where the feminine energy is what's called for, right? We've been in this really masculine place for so long. Um, and now it's being called for to be a little more still, to be a little more kind to ourselves and to others. And this has been emerging over time. I've seen it in my journeys when I began to study mindfulness many, many, many years ago, but even in the last um, five to 10 years, you know, beginning to talk about kindness as the number one business principle, right? Imagine that. And I think we've been questioning this harsh, edgy survival of the fittest mentality for a little bit now. And I think um, the pandemic has honestly been a tool for us to begin to question the norms and ways of being that no longer belong. Um, that we're growing through and up out of, like a little flower blooming, perhaps. Um, and even in the arenas that I've been in in my life, um, I feel more empowered to show up more authentically and as who I am. Whereas before, I think I really tried to fit into the mold that was there so I could belong and find my way and be successful, however you want to define that, within that arena. Um and on, honestly, that was often like male-dominated mentality and way of being. And so our world, I think, is calling for a shift here of this very strong female energy to raise our consciousness, uh, to still be fierce. We can be fierce for sure, but we can also be compassionate and loving in how we deliver our truth, right? Our opinions, our thoughts on what's called for now. And part of that is cultivating it within ourselves and understanding what we need and paying attention to that. So when we talk about self-care, what does that actually mean? I work with um, a variety of people around self-care, and I honestly have had a lot of them say, actually, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> and I like to sort of say self-care is showing ourselves the same grace and compassion that we would show someone that we love right? And that we take the time to understand what we really value 
what we need, and that we begin to set boundaries, little love fences between um, the things that don't belong anymore, and that we find a very loving way um, so that we don't beat ourselves up afterwards for setting those boundaries. And that's been a journey for me. Sometimes I've overextended myself, and then when I realize, um, and then I have anger and resentment around it, and I realize that I can draw a boundary without having to be harsh in its delivery, right? And in order to say, like, uh, that no longer works for me. Like, I understand this is how we've done this in the past. But what I've also understood is that it's too much for me or it's compromised me and that I need um, I need you to show up or I need to not be involved in that. And you don't always have to, like, announce it, right? You can just make some different choices. But also when you're questioned, you can gently just say, yeah, that goes against uh, my spiritual beliefs or I have no, it no longer fits in uh, my business model. It no longer fits in my um, way that I want to mother, <laughs> whatever it is for you. Like, I think it's a journey for us to really figure that out. Stepping into defining what truth is for us based on um, that little light in us, that little intuition, right? That intelligence that we have within us that guides us. So the nurturing, the self-care is peeling back the layers that have built up over time of being human um, and having different experiences and sometimes armoring up around those things um, to protect ourselves. I've certainly done it in my life through my journey with addiction with my daughter. Um, I have armored up my heart because it's been hurt by many things that I could not have expected, right? By her not being able to get into long-term recovery. Um, that shouldn't define my happiness. I mean, because I'm raising her children, it, it sort of comes into play. But also at some point, right, this is the work is to say, well, I know she's struggling and I'm really sad that she struggles, but it's not my life and it's not my struggle. So how do I set boundaries? How do I take care of myself so that I can still um, find joy and happiness in my days? And that's just been such a revealing journey for me that I use that path to share with all of you. And that's why I have people on the podcast to share how they found their way through the struggles, right? We can't let everyone we love and even don't love, but if we're empathetic, empathetic um, and compassionate, it also means we have to have boundaries. So we don't let that all into our hearts and our psyche so that we're living a life that um, isn't really ours or the struggles that aren't really ours because we have enough of our, <laughs> our own, right? So self-care to me is like recognizing the things that bring you joy and the things that drain you. It's often a good idea to look at the things that are really hard in your life and understand what your relationship with them are. And um, sometimes this is a little journey back into remembering what brings you joy. Today is February 2nd, and I am recording this on Ella, my youngest granddaughter, or not, not my youngest granddaughter, but my, my granddaughter that lives with me. Um, she's turning 10 today, 
right? She's so excited, double digits. <laughs> She's been counting down the days and we're going to have a fun little time with a few of her friends um, this afternoon. But you think back like she's just running around, hopping around, skipping, jumping, singing, so happy, full of joy. And I see when she moves her body, how much that brings her joy. She's a dancer and a gymnast. And sometimes we have to go back to that 10 year old version of ourselves or even younger, perhaps. Um, and we have to remember what used to light us up inside, what used to really make us happy and joyful. And, Sometimes that means getting really still, closing our eyes, taking a few breaths, and letting ourselves drift back to that 10-year-old or younger version of ourselves. And first of all, you can um, do this in a way that you can also connect with that younger version of yourself and, re and remember and maybe, I don't know, apologize to each other for <laughs> things maybe not always going according to plan, but that you're going to set the intention to bring back that energy in life, despite the challenges that might still be continuing in your life, but you're going to relight that little uh, spark in you of remembering. And then, you know, then the next step is to put that into action. So that's one thing to do is just to really remember what brings you joy and what, how that looks now as an adult. Um, and then beginning to use our breath as a gateway to, to help us heal our nervous system. So part of what's also happened during all of this time is that we've really put our stress system on overload and we need to nurture that and we need to heal that. So ways to do that are things like receiving healing touch sessions or body work, um, taking baths, breathing long and slow and deep, meditating, practicing mindfulness, anything that brings us present, anything that brings us um, or activates our relaxation system or our parasympathetic system, listening to music that's relaxing. Um, this is the, the fun part. You get to sort of experiment and remember like, oh my God, I'd love to draw. I'm going to get all these beautiful pens. I'm going to get some nice pads of paper. I'm going to put on some music. I'm going to get a cup of tea. I'm going to start a fire, whatever it is for you. I'm going to watch a beautiful sunset and I'm going to paint it or draw it or just close my eyes and imagine it within me, right? Because whatever we imagine, guided imagery is also a really powerful tool, right? Because we just have our thoughts. We are not them, but we let them shape our reality. And so what we bring into our mind and our thoughts every day, our bodies don't know if it's the truth of what's happening, right, or not. Um, there's a really interesting study where they had someone do, they didn't do the bicep curl, but they imagined in one arm, and I forget how many reps they did a day, but they did a bicep curl in one of their arms for like a period of time, I don't know, a month, six weeks. And they measured that bicep after that time. And this person did not do any bicep curls, just imagine themselves doing them. And that bicep muscle had grown. So our, it's, our thoughts are pretty powerful, right? Just like if you close your eyes and you imagine holding a lemon in your hand and imagine slicing through that lemon and then putting the edge of your tongue on that lemon, right? Your body responds, even though you're not actually doing it. So these are really powerful pieces of knowledge to know or remember because what you begin to imagine in your brain 
can either activate like joy, rest and digest, or it can activate fear, flight, freeze, flee, right? The stress response. And there's so much happening in our world that is putting us on high alert. Um, Our technology, right? All those um, pieces of texts and emails we get, we're constantly having to try to decide the emotional context behind them because they have no emotional cue, right? So we're kind of constantly evaluating, oh, is this a positive? Is this a negative? Well, what was meant by that? You know, so we have to breathe long and slow often during our day so that we can be with the potential fear and at the same time be creating ease within. And that's how we keep a balance, right? We keep our body moving in a way that um, has some ease to it, relaxing through the eyes, shoulders, feeling our feet on the floor, taking 10, 3, whatever you can put in there, long, slow breaths in and out. It moves your diaphragm, which activates your vagus nerve, which connects to your, um, you know, in your brain to your brainstem, which helps to relax your um, stress response, right? Keeps your cortisone levels down. So all those things that we can do during the day to keep us at ease so we can begin to see clearly. We can begin to get some space around the chaos, around the tension, around the, you know, like loosening our jaw during the day, checking in, where am I holding tension that's telling my body to be in high alert? So it's, we can be powerful in just um, our intention of noticing and making a shift, right? And noticing, becoming aware, it's called meta-awareness. We can begin to grow that by practicing mindfulness, by sitting in stillness for maybe five minutes a day, if that's all you got, and breathe, just breathe. And if your mind wanders in thought, you begin to notice it. And you come back to your breath, right? And you set an intention of something you want to cultivate positively in your life, right? And something you might want to forgive and let go. And then you practice, what am I grateful for? What is good in my life? And you put attention on that. These are all just little practices of self-care that are going to get you um, to really being, being in your life more rather than doing it. And also touching in on your authenticity and truth of who you are and how you want this beautiful one precious life to go. I also invite anyone that has any interest in yoga or Tai Chi, but yoga, I just am a yoga teacher and I just have seen it open up people in ways that you don't have to even be intentional. Well, Your intention is to show up, but then you can actually let the asana practice, the postures um, lead you, lead you beautifully into this awareness, this healing, um, just by showing up. I have a very good friend who is using yoga to address some, she has osteoporosis and she's um, doing some work with a yoga teacher just to help as sort of a physical therapy approach um, to building strength and stability and understanding and being in her body. And she just has shared with me, not only is she beginning to understand um, 
how to be in her body and how to begin to heal and strengthen for more stability and support. But suddenly she's had a very um, big shift in um, realizing emotionally her relationship with some things in her life. Um, it's really just beautiful. It's beautiful when you come, someone comes to the mat just to work on a physical ailment, we'll say, and then suddenly spiritually, emotionally, and physically, this beautiful unfolding happens. And that's the gift of yoga. Um, everyone comes to the mat for different reasons. It doesn't matter why you come, but you get so much more in the way of self-evolution and awakening. It's really um, beautiful. I, it's been that for me too. And so I just share that. It's such a nice um, container or offering for all of us. Okay, so we talked a little bit about how to, how to put some practices of self-care in your life. And the other thing I just want to talk about is our brain health. And we are really going to have to work, everybody, to keep our attention intentional. Um, so we have so many things between, oh my gosh, our kids with video games, with all that's happening in the media, to everyone's unease with what's going on, to all of the information we have available to us. It's beautiful, but it's also overwhelming. And all the ways in, that we ha we show up, all the hats that we wear. And so um, there's a lot hijacking our attention and it's leading to this exhausted splintered brain. And it is also contributing to things like dementia, um, to some of our chronic diseases. So we have this sort of splintered, sometimes like also combined with some trauma, which a lot of us are experiencing. And we can talk about trauma. It doesn't mean that some horrific thing has happened to you. Trauma can show up in a lot of different ways. So we need to heal it. That's all. I mean, things happen, things go down, shit unfolds in our lives. Nobody, I think very, well, some people are intentional, but most of us are just raised by like humans trying to help and shape us. Um, we're imperfect. They're imperfect. I think they were all, everyone's doing the best they can. And the more life moves on, the more we evolve, the more we know, and then we can um, try to shift and change and do better, but we're imperfect and that's okay too. So therefore we have healing to do and we have the ability to heal. Um, even healing touch or Reiki, any of the body work, it brings you back to your ability to heal. That's what it is. It's bringing your vibration up. It's energetically healing. Um, it's getting energy moving that's stuck, opening you up to heal. And that's a beautiful, um, gift that we all have. But also, as far as our brain goes, we really need practices to train our attention. We need to be able to notice when our mind's getting crazy in thought and come back to the moment over and over again. And the more we do it, the less our mind will be crazy, the more we'll be in our moments, not missing the joy, right? Or noticing how it feels and bringing positive, uplifting feelings to it. So it takes a little bit of work. Um, it takes, it's practice. It's all practice. And I will be offering some courses to help with your brain health and to nurture your nervous system, which is all around stress resiliency. And I think it's worthy of all of us. My dad, I, he lived with me for the last year of his life. He had dementia. 
I'm going to do everything I can. And the science shows that we can reverse um, dementia by getting good rest, by training our attention, because it decreases our stress. And stress is contributes to 90% of our chronic diseases. So it's a worthy journey, everyone, if you want to be able to interface with this world on your terms in a beautiful way, to find the way that you're here to serve that brings you joy, to find that flow in life, right? To be the kind of parent you want to be, the kind of partner you want to be, and to make the difficult decisions when things aren't serving you well, to make the changes you need to. But it all starts with taking care of ourselves and giving ourselves permission to do that and knowing it's okay. In fact, it's necessary because, you know, there's this saying, you don't have to light yourself on fire to keep everyone else warm, <laughs> right? Right? So take care of yourself first and it will naturally reach out and support everyone in your life. That's the ripple effect. So I just wanted to share a little bit today. Um, I guess this falls in the merry musing things, but we're we're in February, at least in the Northeast. We've been struggling a little bit with our health around the pandemic, feeling a little worn down from you know the two plus years this has gone on, and all the controversy and all the changes. So. You know, we have to step into this container that takes care of us. You know, we have to each own our own happiness, right? It's an inside job. So nurturing your nervous system, focusing on brain health, looking at those five pillars of health, your rest. I use the acronym RESET. Your rest, right? Not just sleep, but getting moments of rest during the day your exercise, moving in meaningful ways that get your heart beaten a little bit. S is stress, stress management, stress resiliency. E again is eating well or nutrition, right? We anti-inflammatory diet, stay away from too much alcohol or caffeine, know where your food's coming from, make sure there's not things in it you don't know, um, limit, your, limit your sugar intake. Drink lots of water. Yeah, and things that suit teas that have, oh man, our plants are so medicinal. Like if you have teas with different herbs in them, you're, you're just hydrating yourself, plus you're um, helping to regulate your nervous system. That's really powerful. And I'll include some of that in the coursework that I'm, I'm going to be sharing. And the last one is taking care of self-care. Again, showing yourself the same love and compassion and grace that you would want to show others. And I just think if you have a moment today to touch in, say hello to the 10-year-old version of yourself, reconnect, remember what brings you joy, make a plan to figure out how you're going to nurture yourself into wellness, into wholeness. And look for my upcoming course because I'm here to help guide you on this journey. Sometimes we just need um, a little guidance. And right now, community and connection, I think is so vital to our personal global healing. Yeah. All right, you guys, thanks for showing up. Thanks for being here. I care about you. It's a beautiful community. I'm so um, blessed to be doing this podcast. I just learned that we're in the top 10% globally, which is just amazing to me. 
Um, and that's because you guys are showing up and listening and sharing. And I'm so grateful for that. I believe our stories are powerful. They can heal. They can connect us. They can give us that sense of belonging and worthiness. Yeah, we're all worthy of this journey. As Brené Brown says, we're hardwired for struggle, but we're worthy of it. Yeah. I love you guys. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. So that wraps up another episode of Zen Mama and Everyday Gurus, of which you are one. And thank you so much for being here. I think our stories are powerful. They connect us and they make us stronger, right? Collectively, we can move forward and heal and find our way, find our North Star, and then maybe shine the light on the path for somebody else. Another way you can support this is to send me a rating, a comment. Those things help. If you know someone that might enjoy the podcast, please share. And you can also find Zen Mama and Everyday Gurus on Instagram and Facebook. And also I have a personal um, Instagram, Mindful Living VT, which is more around my coaching and um, guiding and inspiring and some of the other offerings that I have. Additionally, uh, my website is marystreeter.co. You can find some other things over there. So thanks again for being here. Have the best day. Find something to celebrate. And don't forget the power of the plants.